0: All right, welcome everybody to the Glory Boys podcast. My name is Austin and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Darren. I'm Trev. And this podcast is to encourage and inspire creatives to go to the next level, whether you're just starting out or whether you own and operate an agency. We hope that this uh, just encourages you, inspires you, maybe teaches you something new. And today we're super excited to have Mr. Woody. You go by Julian? Woody? Does it matter? Woody? Okay. Woody.
1: Let's go. Yeah. Woody's Media.
2: We're in the building. Yeah. In the the building. one and only. There is only one of you. <laughs> That's I, right. I am hiring. I do accept resumes. And, hey. You
0: guys want to send me an email? There <laughs> we go. Shoot your resumes to the Glory Boys podcast, or uh, hello at the Glory <laughs> <Boys laughs> dot and we'll forward them on to yeah. Julian.
3: That's yeah. not even a real website.
0: Sorry, I keep wanting to call you <laughs> Julian. I'll just no, call you Woody.
3: Hello at the Glory Boys website.
1: It's not a real
0: no, email. It's not? Uh,
1: I can't no. remember what it's called. We have it's, one. No, I think it's just the Glory Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Got yeah. it. We, we do have...
0: own the domain, though, the gloryboys.com, yeah, so we yeah. could definitely do that. That's but... true.
1: I can't remember what it is now.
0: All righty, we got Woody in the building. Let's go. Uh, his company is called Woody's Media. Woo! And uh, in his own words, he is Carmelicious... He's originally from Colorado, based in Omaha, but his business operates worldwide. His mom said he's the most talented man that you'll ever meet. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, He's a martial artist, photographer, videographer, uh, Second, Second Amendment advocate, saved by God, family man, and he makes videos on the internet. Welcome, Woody. We're glad you're here.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, boys. Um, I If I would have known you were going to read that verbatim, <laughs> I would have maybe changed the words a little bit. <laughs> we can cut stuff out if you want. Yeah, a Second nah. Amendment advocate for sure, y'all. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I don't like to make that a huge part. For but sure. Like, yeah. Well, I'm super passionate about. I was yeah, wondering if I cool. should say
0: it or not, but we can cut it out yeah, for okay. sure. But that's no problem.
2: Definitely. keep it. This is yeah, sick. for sure. For sure. It's funny. Do you like the name Julian like more than Woody? I'd, I, I don't sick, have
0: man. a preference. I like the name Julian. Yeah, too. Personally. I,
2: I always grew up not liking my name. Mm-hmm. Right? Really? And that was like always an issue for me. Like huh. I never thought too heavily about it. I just like um uh, Julian, I don't like the <laughs> <don't like> name Julian. <laughs> Julian. I mean, and not to be like race into the or I, I guess it's just more of an ethnic thing, but it's like also people say like when they would try to say my name in Spanish, mm-hmm. they would be they just say Julian or mm-hmm. Julian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Spanish it's Julian. Julian. Uh. Mm-hmm. so and for some reason that's a lot that's hard for a lot of people to grasp. Yeah. so when i say man my name is julian but my name, but it's pronounced julian and they try to say julian julian <laughs> come to the front of the class and i'm like no this is, this is no that's not how you say it so <laughs> so where did woody come from so i'll give you guys the quick spill so i was at a church camp i was like a sophomore in high school and i was going to i was going to lifegate church and this is my first time at a church in omaha because i'm originally from colorado and my family and I are attending this church, and they would always show in the um, in the congregation, they would show uh, promos for the church, uh, kids' church camps, I think. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and the videos were like half decent at the time. I was looking at them, you know, pretty amazed. I was like, oh, whatever. And my mom was like, you're going. And I'm like, I don't want to go. I, didn't, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't somebody – I thought church camp at the time and my whole experience and relationship, an idea of what, you know, community with God looked like in that scenario was – you know, people on their hands and knees and getting up and down and I don't come from a Catholic background, but this is still like my, my picture of things. Mm. Like just very um I don't know if traditional is the word to yeah, use. Sure. But um anyways, long story short, I wound up going. I went there with my cousin, totally in spite of my like I did not want to go. Like I did not I was not happy to be there. And the first two days are miserably hot. There's no AC, we're in a cabin, it's like middle of July and this is all comes into context later. And we wanted to leave so badly. My cousin and I wanted to stage a fight in the cafeteria the next day. So, get, <laughs> so we would get kicked out. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to get the first punch. And after that, it's open game, right? <laughs> so anyways, it's the second night. We didn't stage the fight, thank the Lord. And I'm still getting to know everybody. I don't know any of these kids. I'm a sophomore, and they, didn't, they ran out of space in the sophomore cabin. So we had to stay with the seniors. So in our minds, there's still that, there's still that weird uh, dynamic of, you're a sophomore, the seniors look like so much older, so much bigger, right. like, so, yeah. like so much more mature than you. So we're in this cabin with these seniors. I don't know any of them. All of them kind of look like whatever. And we, I'm sleeping, Or it's 2 a.m. at night, the second night there, and there's a can of, so I'm laying down and there's a uh, a tabletop next to me, right? It's hot, middle of the July, there's a bunch of mosquitoes and stuff, so I have a can of bug spray next to my bunk bed. And... It's conveniently located near my waistline. So my friend Kalen, he starts or one of the guys in the cabin starts Kalen, he starts flashing this green beam around, a super bright laser. And he, it starts casting silhouettes all over the cabin, whatever. He casts it towards me, it, it casts a silhouette onto the wall next to me, and what does it look like? You <laughs> see my figure laying down on the bunk bed with this can of offspray on my waistline looking like I have a what? <laughs> A Woody. <laughs> so that's that's, and they didn't know my name. They weren't familiar. They didn't know my name. They weren't familiar with me at the time. So they just said, "Oh my God, guys, looks, look, it's Woody." <laughs> I go into the cafeteria. The next, we all giggled. Whatever. It's two a.m. So we go to bed. Yeah. yeah. I wake up the next day. Me and my cousin, we go into the cafeteria, and it was quiet. I was the last one into the cafeteria. It was quiet. I get in, and all the seniors are sitting at the table together by themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. I walk in. They stand up. They clash pitchers of apple juice, orange <laughs> juice, and water. They cheers and they scream, "Cheers to Woody!" And then everyone screams, "Cheers to Woody!" Oh my god! So then, so then <laughs> oh. I go back home. I go back to LifeGate. I start attending, you know, the youth groups and whatnot. And everyone just knows me and refers to me as Woody. So, <laughs> dang,
0: that just is the, a crazy embraced story. it, just rolled with it. That was that
2: was the. The spark note version. I really... I know that's people want great. to hear that. I don't like giving that spiel a lot of <laughs> oh, the time yeah. because there's a lot of details uh-huh. and nuances involved. But yeah. yeah. Well, now you know. But Now, now you know. know. The world knows now. There you go. <laughs> that's yeah, thick. now you can
0: just like if somebody asks, just send them the link to this podcast. And, like, right. There you go. That's yep. the best part. Yeah, yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, so tell us a little bit about your just, I guess, creative journey. So at that point, I assume... You weren't super into photo so video, does, but where did that come about? And mm-hmm. give so us a little backstory. It, it
2: does start to play into that into how I got the name Woody. <laughs> so I got the name Woody. I come back from LifeGate. I come back to LifeGate. I start attending youth group. I start getting involved in the church, which is something I find super interesting. Right, you guys, Kevin Kabore, Le, uh, Levy, Tory, a lot of the you know best creatives in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I noticed are. Like, started in the church. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Or, like, they have a basis in the church. Yeah. Which I find fascinating, like, mm-hmm. since we were young. Yeah. Right. So, at the time, I'm like 16, I don't know, 16, 15, yeah. maybe. And I spent about two, three years just constantly volunteering at LifeGate. So, I spent so many hours, like, I, you would think I was paid to be there mm-hmm. um, in the creative studio when no one else was in the creative studio. Yeah. Because we were very fortunate to have. 5D Mark 3s at yep. the time where 5D Mark 3s was you know, the thing. Yeah, We had 5D Mark 3s. We had Sony's. We yeah. had all the lenses, all the backdrops. You know, you guys know how budgets can be for churches. For yeah. sure. So, you know, we had a lot of access to gear. Mm-hmm. So I was just always involved. Shooting the church services, oh, shooting yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, worship services. And that's how I started to dabble into concert photography. So I'm like, oh, I really enjoy taking these low light, mm-hmm. um, you know, off the cuff type photos. That's how I started dabbling into concert photography. Got it, okay. But it all started with the church. Like, yeah. Everything from random portraits to, you know, portrait, uh, architecture shots of the building, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, you learn
3: uh, a lot in, in a church building, and you're challenged with so many different lighting scenarios. So every church is different, but, you know, depending on budget and building and all of that, but, like, lighting on stage, just it's challenging to shoot and to mm-hmm. teach people white balance and how to, you know, expose for the background and the bright lights on the drummer, but then, like, the face lighting, it's just, it's all different. And mm-hmm. so then you're going in the, into the lobby and you have to completely change your settings for the lobby because mm-hmm. maybe you have a bunch of natural light coming in. Then you go outside and then it's super bright. And then exactly. you're having to adjust and figure out that. Mm-hmm. And then you're posing people and you're, you know, having people redo things to like capture someone grabbing a coffee. You're, you're constantly on your toes, like thinking creatively, whether you want to or not, you, you're, growing and learning at a very
2: rapid pace, Very rapid I think. That's, that's a very astute observation because it is that quick, I'm changing my settings from a very yeah. low light. And I think what also makes it harder is not only are you now shooting in low light concert photography type um, setting, but yep. you're also dealing with certain churches or certain venues that don't have the best quality lights. For sure. right. You're getting flickering right. in the video and yep. things like that. So a lot of that also adds <clears throat> you know, an, an additional obstacle in the mm-hmm. process. But- like you said, you're constantly dealing with uh, people, finessing people, and it's manu- It's really just understanding how to maneuver conversations with people. Mm-hmm. You know, certain people don't want their photo taken, right. but if you snipe them and they catch you, you know, you can play that situation in a way yeah. that they're happy with that. Versus yeah. someone having someone who's just ticked off with you, right? right there, you know, <laughs> yeah. so a lot of that, you know, teaches you to be cordial with people and things of that nature. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So when did that like? translate to your personal interests. i know you said that's how you got into concert photography but how long were you doing it for the church before you were like i want to spend my own time doing my own stuff on this rather than just shooting for church
2: it was probably like 2017 so i was involved in church and there was a kid in my youth group who wanted like i don't know if it was some senior photos or something Mm -hmm. but he he did he didn't want a bunch of scenery and stuff. He just wanted something simple. So we went down to the prayer room at LifeGate. He handed me 40 bucks cash and I just took some photos of (laughs) him. let's go. And I was like, I went back up, I went back up, um, I went back to my, I went back home and I was like, Mom, I made $40 today (laughs) with my camera. And I just, I remember it was just $20 bills and I just threw them on there. I was like, I'm "I'm bringing the bacon home. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, and then, I knew it was a small amount, but in my head, I was just like, I really just made money because someone wanted me to take the fun. yeah yeah, and at the time I'm still in high school. So at this point in high school, I was never the greatest student, right? So sure. I was I went to Burke High School, and it wasn't until about junior senior year where I started just really disconnecting from school, not really doing. I wasn't doing assignments. I was infamous for not doing my assignments <laughs> just because I was always training martial arts outside of that. Okay, but also. Uh, junior senior year I was more so focused on sending emails making networking connections and like traveling trying to book (laughs) shoots and things of this nature working on developing whatever this business would be Mm -hmm. and um, that just kind of became my obsession and while in school that's when I started to realize oh I can make a business out of this I started working up to that and that's where I started to notice not only that I had interest in it, but I could make money from it. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, I'm consuming like Gary V content, and he's screaming in my ear like, <laughs> "If you could do what you love and get paid for it, you hit the lottery." Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Like there's yeah. there's genuinely so many, there's been so many content moments that I've uh, where I've come across and consumed a piece of content that genuinely just gave me that mindset shift that I need. Mm. Yeah. And those have been major for me. I literally yeah. have them saved on my phone. Like, I, I, certain ones that really hit. Like yeah. I just be, kind you know, of. A- Just tipped you
3: right into the right direction.
0: I wish I would have known about Gary Vee when I was 16. Bro, (laughs) like you are so far ahead because of you realizing this at such a young age. Like I wish, I mean, I was four years out of high school before I had an idea of like I could do something with this. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, you have such a leg up on so many people having realized that at such a young age, like learning from Gary Vee at 17, 18, like that's. I mean that's like his whole point. I think that's his goal is like people like you that you would catch on to that early on. And I mean that's just that's awesome, bro. Yeah. Um. So you you mentioned martial arts. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So I've been training since I was since I moved to Nebraska essentially. So I moved to Nebraska at 11 years old. Okay. Um. And my mother had gotten a job out here, so she spent a couple. She spent a year out here. She she decided she was going to stay. We moved out. Simple as that. I still have family in Colorado and whatnot. I still go and visit. I was visiting frequently Mm -hmm. back then. But I started training just because, like, I would be in my basement bumping beastie boys, just beating, you know, the (laughs) life out of this leather bag that my mom bought me, Oh, you know. And I'm just going to town just because I enjoyed it. I had watched Never Back Down. Again, again, we were talking about this earlier in the podcast. You guys might see it at the end or whatever. But we were talking about influence and the power of influence. Yeah. That we're all influenced by media we consume. Yep. Life decisions we see other people make, whatnot, and I had watched Never Back Down, a movie. I don't know, was it released twenty? I forget what year it was released, but I had seen that movie, and it just made me. I saw, I thought the gloves look cool. I was like, <laughs> the MMA gloves yeah. just look cool. I yeah. want to wear those. Uh-huh. I want to have that kind of physique. Like, yeah. I want to look like that guy, and started going to town on this leather bag, whatnot, and then on my fifteenth birthday my mother purchased me like my first ever membership for the gym, like to go uh, to a, a martial arts gym. Yeah. So I started training Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, boxing, and all that stuff. And I did that for a long time. And it was until I started uh, in junior year, senior year, working on my business, started really doing poorly in school, that my mother was like, she took away editing from me. If this tells you guys anything wow. about me. if this, I So I've been editing since I was 12 years old. So... As a punishment for doing poorly in school, she didn't take she didn't say you can't play video games. She says you can't edit on your computer. Like wow. she did, she did not let me edit videos. Right? Wow. So that's the type of level of developing I was yeah. on. Yeah. And I was also fighting at the time so she said and you can't train anymore. So I just stopped training. Mm. So I stopped training until I graduated and it wasn't until 2 years ago or yeah, 2 years ago that I started picking it up again. Wow. And just j- j- uh, just jujitsu. I am not doing Muay Thai. I do Muay Thai and boxing. I do. I feel like I can train stand up on my own mm-hmm. a little bit more. It's a little mm-hmm. harder to pick out my flaws that way, but yeah. I can still maintain what I know. Sure. But jujitsu, you definitely need community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, community. But anyways, everybody is influenced by somebody. That's what I'm starting yeah. to really understand. And not even in, just in the creative context, but like the decisions we make you know, as individuals mm-hmm. are really impacted by things we've seen, yeah. people we've witnessed, you know, lives, decisions that we've seen people make. Yeah. So yeah, like, oh, my grandpa was in the army, so I wanna join the army. I, right. I, my brother used to fight, so I wanna fight. Or yeah, yeah. I wanna pick up a camera, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize that a lot about YouTube, same thing, like a lot of my work, you can see eras, you can genuinely just scroll through my Instagram and look yeah. at the phases and R- eras R- that sure. I've been through and I could tell you the music I was listening to at the time, the artists I was watch at the time, YouTube, mm-hmm. yeah. everything like that. So everything, especially now, it's super, it's kind <laughs> of a, it's a bit of a sidebar, but, like, it's a trip listening to music, too. It's like, this song brings me back to this place at this moment when I was doing this yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And the lyrics are, like, so relatable. Like, yeah, that's something yeah. <laughs> I love about music. Like, it, it's, it, it's crazy. Oh, it's the best. Yeah.
0: Who are some of your favorite artists?
2: Russ is up there. Okay. Mm. Um... I've been I have been trying to be more diligent on strictly listening to more worship music yeah. and gospel yeah, yeah. music. That makes it tough cuz I am a hip hop head and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That, sure. that is but, tough. Um I I genuinely listen to songs on repeat. Like people say, "Oh, yeah. oh I listen to the same song on repeat." Right. I actually listen to the same <laughs> song on <laughs> yeah. repeat. Yeah. I have 6, 8 songs on re- just yeah. on scroll, yeah. on rotation uh-huh. and I'm constantly just listening. Bumping them. A lot of them are um I guess you would describe it as a funk like p-h-o-n-k funk okay funk yeah and it's just instrumental but some of it can be more up you know upbeat and some Mm -hmm. of it can be a lot more lower tune cruising like on the way here i was listening to that like some lower tone lo-fi type thing Mm. and i think a lot of it is because people listen to music all day and we're constantly this is something i i noticed about myself last year which was i'm constantly taking up silence in my life versus just sitting with silence Mm. Yeah. And this is like, I think the biggest problem with a lot of people nowadays is you don't spend enough time with your own genuine thoughts. Right. Everything again is influence. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You're always jumping to social or YouTube sp- or music. You're just filling that space. Yeah.
2: And you're, what are you doing? You're consuming yep. content, other yeah. people's content, yep. other people's ideas, other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that all day, you're never sitting there with your own time and thoughts, you know, generating new quality ideas of your own. Yeah.
0: How do you create that time for yourself, for your own thoughts to to really sit with that? Is that through training jiu Is that a way that you can kind of, you know, get that inspiration on your own? Or or I guess tell us a little bit about that.
2: I think there's a lot of different ways people can engage um, just with themselves and disconnect in a scenario like that. So what where can you make those t- pockets of time for yourself? For me... I like to stand outside, no shoes, just go sit, on, just stand on the grass, grounding. Yeah. I like to go stand outside in the sun, shirt off. Yeah, really don't care how cold it is, mm-hmm. if it's snowing, whatever. But like, um, that's a great time. I purposely don't bring my phone. If I'm editing all day at the desk, I make sure I go stand outside for 30 minutes to an hour, yeah. like, and just enjoy myself. Whether you do that in gaps of 15 minutes at a time, or mm-hmm. if you do it for 30 minutes at a time, it's just a matter of doing it. Working out is another way of doing it. Yeah. People work out and get are, are way too comfortable with working out with headphones on. Sure. Yeah. I'm guilty of it as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, get used to working out without headphones on. Yeah. Watch how your your lifts actually don't hit the same, you know, how yeah. you're not actually pushing that extra weight because you're not getting amped off the music. And that's the things you need to master is your ability to master your own mind and motivate yourself mm-hmm. when there is no external. Yeah. You know? there, there is no external. Uh, great. So great.
3: No, I, I think the same thing with, like, pre-workout and things that we, like, rely on or caffeine or the coffee before the gym. And there's like that routine thing that, you know, when you wake up, you're like, Oh, I got to get that pre-workout so I can get to the gym. And then I can get to the gym to throw my headphones on and listen to trapped and like yeah. <laughs> whatever. And I think <laughs> and it's funny because I, I cut a lot of caffeine or energy drinks in particular. And I've seen my life like be so much better. My mind is clear. And then before the gym, I go at five 30 in the morning. Well, that's early. Like I'm, I've never been a really great morning person, but I'm conditioning myself to be one. And in the morning I would right away, I would go get that delicious blueberry pre-workout and mix that up and then chug it on the way to the gym. It was like this routine thing. It tasted good and it gave you that little buzz and, you know, tingling face that you feel like it's yeah. falling off and itchy. <laughs> I and, hate that feeling. Yeah. So. Well, I, <laughs> it scares me. I, li- I liked it. Like it it was like freaky, but it got me like hyped. Well, now I'm like in the gym completely clean of any like free workout or anything like that. I don't wear headphones. I don't listen to music and I just go to town and I've never felt better in the gym ever. Mm, Like it's the best version of myself that I've ever, and even interacting and like seeing people at the gym, I used to just be like that guy heads hands, like head down, just don't talk to me. I want to get my workout and leave. But now I'm like making relationships with people, Mm -hmm. saying hi to people, see some guys from my church and like, Hey, how can I pray for you? What's up, man? Like Mm -hmm. if you're you know in your own little bubble, you don't have that um, opportunity to connect with some of the community at the gym. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I I attest to all of that and believe yeah.
2: in what you're, what you're talking about.
0: I'm going to have th- to try that.
2: Yeah, I think, um, so like, especially if you're someone who's busy, right? If you spend a lot of your time uh, living a sedentary lifestyle, then you should consider really, uh, just be more diligent on making those pockets of time where you are walking away from your phone, walking away from your computer, mm-hmm. standing up. Um, yeah. So- Something I've started to include was just dynamic stretching throughout my day. Mm -hmm. So I'll be, you know, at a desk like this for a podcast. And then after this, I'll go in the lobby out front and then I'll go do some squats. I'll like deep seated squats. Sometimes I'll lay down on the floor and just, you know, stretch out my hip flexors, things like that. Doing that incrementally throughout the day is the best thing you can do. Because then where a lot of people mess up, and I could go on tangents all day, but uh, (laughs) where a lot of people mess up is they try to stretch after or during the workout. Mm -hmm. And when you're lifting, when you're contracting the muscle, what are you doing? You're contracting the muscle. Mm So when you're stretching, you're stretching the muscle, which is the opposite if you're trying to build hypertrophy or do it Mm -hmm. hypertrophy, anything like that. So you're doing the opposite of what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. But if you do dynamic stretching throughout your day and you're not lifting weights and you're not doing anything crazy, you could hit cardio, I suppose. But then by the end of the day, when you're going to lift your workout, or I don't know when you guys work. I like to work out middle of the day, early in the day if possible. I try not to do it later in the day. Later in sure. the days when I tra- uh, try to train jiu-jitsu. But my point being is you'll be warmed up and more limber up to your workout. Sure. You're not spending that additional 15, 20 minutes trying to stretch before. Yeah. And that saves you a lot of time throughout the day. You'll yeah. feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing too is like you're talking about community in the gym. I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities in the For gym sure. to reach people. Yeah. Because, and, and it kind of filters out a certain type of person to be in the gym in the first place. For sure. Right? Yeah. Even just on a very minimal scale, it, it, there's a standard of a, of a type of person that needs, that is in a gym in the first place. Yeah. Someone who cares about themselves, someone who values themselves, someone who needs that break from reality, like we were speaking of earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that also kind of, it helps you paint a better picture of who you're dealing with and there's a lot of missed opportunities of people not reaching out and speaking to people for sure. It's easy. Cause I'm also that guy It's like, I just want to work out. Yeah, I don't want right. to talk to yeah, anybody. That's me. I'm like,
0: don't talk to me. Yeah. But don't talk to me. I'll, I'm, I'm I'll like, challenge my, my beliefs yeah, right now. And yeah. try <laughs> no headphones next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: i just mean mug you the whole time. I feel like right. I'm infamous for the mean mug, but like, <laughs> I also, I also try to keep my mind and heart open to like, yeah. if this is a time to meet somebody and, and you know, just impact somebody, then let yeah. And you should take advantage of it. Yeah, that. for sure. Yeah,
1: I love that. So how does this, I know you mentioned you'd like to talk about how kind of your personal health and fitness and those goals have made you better at what you do and like it's it's increased capacity for your business and made you better at connecting with people. So are there any, like maybe just tell us about that and how have you seen like your personal habits and developing good personal habits translate to uh, you creating a better business
2: i think a, a, bi- a big part of that a big part of tuning in your health for the sake of your business is you gain confidence in yourself mm. if you already think if you're already walk around a little chubby and you're like yo i'm a handsome guy you know i can i can talk to anybody great now when you get shredded imagine how you're gonna feel <laughs> sure <laughs> you're gonna feel can do anything you yeah. can feel so much better kevin was texting me he was in rwanda he was he was like hiking is so overrated i'm like being shredded is like, <laughs> it like, and, um, and i just say that because like it's done so much for my confidence i've never been a kid who was shy i've never been a kid who was you know scared to present in front of the class i was i was the guy who wanted to be first to present nice. I, wa- I was wearing a vest and tie ready to uh, yeah present. like i looked forward to that i was that kind of guy Dang. so i've never been shy so but the biggest insecurities i have was my skin my acne mm-hmm. my how chubby i was how big i was and people calling me names family members calling me names a lot of these things were catalysts for my change wow. but it's like once i did change and i i was happy it's like it's like it's like one day i woke up and i just a light just switched mm-hmm. and i was like yo i look good today I feel good today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was that moment where I'm like, y'all are in trouble. <laughs> because it's one thing to know who you are in God. It's one thing to feel good. It's another thing to look good and know that all of that is true. Like, yeah. All of that is true. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is just, even if you're not the most beautiful person in the world, God views you a certain way. All these things yeah. are factors yeah. and you need to value yourself as such. So when I did get into shape, when I started to really value the energy I was consuming, the food I was consuming, it, it more so, I wouldn't be recording myself. I wouldn't be on this podcast right, right now with you guys if I didn't feel comfortable with mm-hmm.
4: myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: I guess that's really the core value is that you start to value yourself more and you understand the value of what mm-hmm. you bring. Yeah. And, yeah, that's great. And- just being comfortable with yourself. Because some people don't, aren't as gifted or aren't as um, fortunate to be able to speak the way I speak, to walk the way that I walk, yeah. to have the features and characteristics that I do, yep. to have the the skills and, you know, things, the blessings that I have, that they they, they let that discourage them. When you, you haven't maximized all the different slots of your GTA character. Mm. Yeah. Is your charisma maxed out? Is your health maxed yeah, out? Yeah. Is your wealth maxed out? Right. Life, if you... Yeah thinking of life as a game has really helped me out a little bit in terms of um, understanding that we all have different areas of our life that we need to level up for sure. And what's stopping you from maxing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Your own doubts. Yep. Yep. And the podcast, that's, that's all you get to know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And that, that really changed my life. So updating, my my physical character has yeah. done a lot for my yeah it has done a lot for me. It's made me willing to now speak on camera and mm-hmm. happy to speak on camera, right. yeah. willing to speak on camera to the point where now, now that I do content, I'm willing and able to create content around myself that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, right. people don't understand that I've been doing this for seven years. I've been talking to a camera for seven years. Right. Mm-hmm. It took me, it wasn't until these past two years where I'm happy with the way I look when I'm uh-huh. playing wow. back the footage. Yeah. It's the way that I've looked that mm-hmm. has kept me back from posting on YouTube. Wow. And I, mm-hmm. don't believe me, It's not. I'm not just pinning it on that because you definitely need the reps in order to succeed. Yeah. You, right. you need to talk to a camera and never put it out just to know that you got the reps in and mm-hmm. that you tried. Yep. And it took me all of that to get here. But a lot of it was also my physical appearance. Yeah. I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Some people, and it, it wasn't until I looked the way I look now, I'll grow a beard, lose a little weight, girls, people want to tell you, oh, I like the way you look before, you look great before. Everyone was clowning on me before. Yeah, No one's you're got, that before. no one has jokes now. Yeah, where were you at? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then they see you on a flight to Dubai and Paris, now you're you're arrogant. And uh-huh. It's just, it, yeah. it's just the game we play. And, and it's just learning to take care of my health, all of that has just been able to really put a tie on things, a bow tie on things. Yeah. Uh, a gift wrapped on things for me. Because yeah. now I'm happy to be on camera. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm happy to make my own content. Yeah. I never used to have photos of me before. Now I have a bunch of photos. Of me. Right. And a lot of that is like self-value. Yeah. That a lot of and people now you'd be putting on.
3: on a suit and having Kevin take yeah. like these big a, photos of you. Those, <laughs> those are
2: actually really great photos. I love them. And he was doing a test shoot for a Sony camera and he was supposed to have a model, but they bailed last second. Yeah. He was like, oh, I need you to model for me. I was like, I don't have a fit. And he thrifts all the time. He has yeah. a bunch of cool fits or whatever. Uh-huh. He just gave me the jacket. It fit perfectly. Wow. Like, insanely. Look like, at God. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Showing up. No, That's those sick. those photos are sick. Kevin is my guy.
2: And there's there's huge importance. And this is, an, I guess, it's not a tangent. But um, there's huge importance in having people to compete with as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys as well, like, growing up when you guys are first starting out how tell me a little bit about your journey i suppose i guess in the beginning i don't want to infer too much but it's like were you guys starting out obviously not as a jointed company together but have you guys always considered yourself like a joint adventure or like yeah were you guys just doing your own thing yeah for sure
3: uh super long story short um (laughs) i i loved just being creative ever since i remember like fifth grade i brought like a film, like disposable film camera to fifth grade, like last day kickball against us students, against the teachers, like, and taking pictures. And my friends are like, what are you doing? We're trying to eat pizza <laughs> and drink Code Red Mountain Dew. Right. And I was like, but I want to like keep these memories. And I remember I have, my mom has some of these photos still. And I just remember loving capturing moments. So yeah. I I carried that throughout. And I was in bands and toured and played a lot of music. I loved music. And then that just kind of turned into, I just was always a creative kid. Junior year checked out I didn't care about school anymore teachers were like you should just leave because like you don't try like we love you and we want you to have an awesome future but like you just don't <laughs> care about school I'm like yeah peace out you're right <laughs> so I went on tour with the band and just like traveled and loved life and it was amazing and my mom was amazing and she's like yeah I guess like this is what you want to do um so every day I have that like I want to make my mom a proud kind of spirit well then uh fast forward a ton of life uh, I met Jesus over ten years or just about ten years ago and then uh Austin and I were part of a church plant. We helped plant a church called My City Church. Shout out. Shout out. And and, uh, so we, um, I was doing some photography and stuff early on when I moved to Omaha seven years ago and uh, walked into the the church, and he was serving coffee. I had a camera in my hand, and we were just hanging out. And uh, yeah, I guess really the rest is history. Um, Um, mm -hmm. My
0: story is pretty much the complete opposite. I was good at school at a 4.0 GPA, full ride scholarship to college. I was going to be an optometrist, I thought, but it was really, it was my parents' dream for me. It was never actually my dream. I was actually, I remember like being told by my dad that I wasn't creative um, just because like he was under the belief that you're this type of person or this type of person. And Um, since I got good grades and and more logical, analytical that I couldn't be artsy. And so- it wasn't until after college um, I bought a camera because I wanted to do I wanted to be MKBHD I wanted to do tech <laughs> reviews on YouTube. He was like my first first YouTuber I ever like really really followed. Um, did a couple videos, my setup tour. I was always like a PC nerd. I built my own PC and had like a triple screen setup and did a studio tour. And then I realized that I couldn't afford to like buy all these products and that companies <laughs> wouldn't send them to me because I didn't have any subscribers. And so uh, yeah, I, I kind of just. I learned everything that I could about camera settings. I never have used automatic settings. Like I learned how to do full manual before I touch the camera. Uh I'm the type of guy that will read a user manual for a camera that I w- probably will never buy, but I just I want to know how it <laughs> <It's> works. <true. laughs> um true. pretty much read the manual for the Sony Burano already and I won't probably buy it ever. But um yeah, so that was kind of my journey and I really started shooting content on a consistent basis and putting that into action when we started my city church and i was shooting for church and then i shot for um james kriha for like four months uh shooting weddings and so that was like a big big learning process for me so
3: yeah so really we've only been shooting and making films for five and a half years i mean really Mm -hmm. but how how much of that time was spent together all of it it, pretty much all of it yeah Yeah. so glory
0: visuals we we started together from the beginning um just 50 50 partners and
3: two years prior i started a company called his glory productions which is a terrible name but i love jesus and it just worked out at the time and so um i did like photography i wrote songs for people i recorded just testimonials i did <clears> a two weddings or three weddings and they're so bad i'm so <laughs> sorry anyone that is out there am sorry if you got married <laughs> yeah, for real but um yeah so i was doing a lot of things i didn't know what to do and then i moved to omaha and we planted the church and just did photo video for the church and it just made sense that we were like hey let's just get really good at video
2: i find it so fascinating how we have a very similar story like we have a very like starting off with your content, you know, mm. checking out in, in in high school, yeah, going on tour, mm-hmm. and then just kind of starting to figure out your own lane afterwards, yeah. and just trying different things. Like I've always been someone who was super obsessive in general, yeah. like. People, places, and things. Like, I want to learn how to play keyboard. Okay, yeah. I buy a keyboard the next day, and I'm start. I'm yeah. on YouTube 24 For seven sure. learning how to yep. play the keyboard. Uh-huh. So, you know, cello, guitar, freaking drums, yeah. fighting, anything. Like, I yeah, just if right. I if I like it, I become obsessed. Coffees, thermoses, freaking <laughs> shoes, merch. I I get obsessed with everything. I, I yeah, tell you. <laughs> and I, and and content has been the one thing that's kept that fire going sure. consistently. You yeah, know? yeah, and I think it's just the constant satisfaction from. Yeah. releasing a video creating a video because um there's like a post that went viral on instagram and people were just sharing it it was just a piece of text but it was like it that it is spiritual to take a thought that's just a, an idea and then to manifest into something physical mm. that yeah, you sure. can see and yeah. share like that's a spiritual gift and people need to appreciate that about yeah. themselves mm, Amen. artists what uh, music writers you know content creator whatever you do the fact that we can visualize something in our heads or hear something in our minds, and then put that out into the world and share it, yeah. and, and just broadcast that is um, not something to take lightly. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Head, for, for sure. sure.
1: Yeah, it's great. I want I want to um, talk a little bit about. You said you're kind of developing your business in later years of high school. I want to talk about, um, and we can tie this into what you're up to now, most recently. But developing those skills of reaching out, of having these ideas, and then turning them into actual jobs, and now you're traveling the world and, you know, shooting photos and videos. So I just want to know, like, what was that journey like? What skills were you specifically learning to take, to to find relationships, make connections, and
2: then turn it into a job? Making connections is like the biggest thing. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, And this is a, it all comes full circle, man. It's funny how God does uh, does things and brings people into your life to speak certain words to you, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of time we know things, but it it takes the right person saying it the right way to make that puzzle piece fit. Yeah. You know, and there's, I've had so many of those moments in the past couple of years, but um, I always used to tell people, it's not who you know, it's not what you know. It's who knows you. Mm. It's not huh. a It's it, good. But, Write that down. But, yeah. Taking but, notes. Because people say, Oh, I know, you know, you could say you peed in the same in the urinal next to LeBron James. And you say, I met LeBron James, but did LeBron James meet you? Yeah, I don't think right. he did. Does he know you? Yeah. You, know, you can say that in a lot of different contexts, but it's also the understanding of like If I think of a videographer, am I going to think to call you guys? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's an example of me knowing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, When someone's a realtor and you're going to recommend a realtor to somebody, that's an example of them knowing you. Yeah. So that's where the relationship really becomes um is is imprinted in their mind when they can recall you, they remember you, they relate to you. Yeah. So. I used to say that to people all the time. It's not who you know, it's not what you know, it's who knows you. Yeah. And then I I said this to Luke Belmar and then I asked him that question and this was his response. He's like it's not what you know, it's not who you know, it's not who knows you, it's about who likes you. And I think that that makes even more sense in my mind. Sure. It's about who likes you. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to speak to you guys after this again if I don't like you. Yeah if i if we're not going to work again after this project if i don't like you yeah, yeah. i wouldn't reach out to xyz if they didn't like for you. sure it starts with liking you yeah. they didn't think of you be- just because they know you they think of you because they like you 100% and he also added who's willing to go to war for you whatever yeah. but like <laughs> um i'm just quoting him exactly Yeah. Right, but right. that's something i've been able to kind of put in full circle and that's something that's made these relationships work it's not it's not i don't when i was first starting out 18 19 17 I was really like 16, 17. I've been doing this really my whole life. It's just been a whole main quest. Um, Slowly climbing up a mountain. But it's just a matter of, I reached out to these artists trying to build genuine connections. Mm -hmm. When I went on tour with Dax, it all started with, um, I responded to an Instagram story probably. He was constantly advertising his Snapchat um, at the time. And he wasn't even making music at the time. He had just gone viral for posting a few poems he had written. And then... Um, I added it on Snapchat, responded to a few stories. He it, it, uh, eventually goes back to adding me on Snapchat. So he adds me on Snapchat. Mm. And then now I start building a dialogue over the course of 16 months. Right. right. Wow. Yeah. And just just giving him my props, just, just talking right. to him, just, just, engaging, give, with just him. engaging with him in any way, like responding to his stories, but also pitching advice. Mm. Like, I'm 16 years old, but I'm saying this is how you can get more streams. Or I think this is how you can get more views on your on your page and things of this nature. Yeah. And that caught his attention. And I started picking up photography and just managing that relationship and keeping it genuine the whole yeah, time. For sure. When he was putting out music, when he was popping and ready to go on tour and needed a photographer, what did he do? He knows me. Yeah. He likes me. Yep. So he brought, and he reached sure. out to me to bring me on tour. That's great. Yeah. So again, it's just about engaging in genuine relationships yeah so that's why i would never advertise affiliating uh, going out of your way to affiliate yourself with people that you don't like or yeah. your values don't align yeah. more yeah. more importantly yeah, yeah. Amen. because that's where the biggest conflict will lie in a lot of business relationships yeah it's not just the person you're doing business with so a lot of times they're a great person but you guys don't value the same principles mm-hmm. and because of that that's what's going to screw you in the long run yeah and that's something I've, I've started to pick up with, you know, networking and things like that. Don't just talk to anybody. Don't just reach out to anybody. Before I was trying to get anyone, anyone to Go work, ahead. you know, mm-hmm. and, and to engage with me. Now I'm very particular about who I associate myself with, who I'm around. Yep. Um, I've been super excited. I'm, by the time this podcast comes out, maybe, I don't know, uh, the video will be out. I've created a video called 23, uh, 23 Lessons I've Learned Before Turning 23 Years Old. And I meant to put this video out two years ago when I turned 21, but uh, <laughs> the, you know, the- It was in production. Pro- yeah, it was in know, production. Some issues. It was, I just the wrapped it up. The producer out. was calling every day, Trying. Uh, it's a struggle out yeah. here, folks. Um, <laughs> again, accepting resumes. Yeah. But, so I'm excited to drop that video. But in that video, I discussed like the importance of the people you associate yourself with. Mm-hmm. You are whom you hang with. For sure. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't be any more true, especially being a freelancer. Yeah. I'm spending three months on tour with this kind of, these kind of people on this type of, yeah. with this type of crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm spending a couple of weeks here with these type of people, this type of crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's not about being fake. It's just your ability to maneuver situations. Yeah. Again, in church, you learn these in, in different fraction, fractions, but you still, you're still able to maneuver and learn these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the real world, it's, it's who you associate yourself with because you'll start picking up the words that they use yep. you'll start picking up the way that they speak the way that they walk the way that they dress spend enough time around anybody yeah. you're gonna pick these things up oh, about yeah. them. yeah your best friend says that you know is infamous for saying bro you become the guy saying bro 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 mm-hmm. bro yeah, yeah you know it's just again influence matters
1: right? yep. yeah. for sure wow That's so amazing. just out of curiosity where's the favorite where's your favorite place you've gone for work for a project
2: I got to say Dubai, right? Because yeah. Dubai is crazy. It is crazy. And the best thing, like, it's not just going places, right? Because I could go places. You and I could go places. Sure. You could go to London. You could go to Paris. You could go to Dubai, wherever. Yeah. It's different when you go on your dime and dollar mm-hmm. living your, let's, let's just say, your, your quality of lifestyle. Right. But if you go a few floors above that <laughs> yeah. and you're on someone else's dime living their quality of <laughs> yeah. life, you know? You know, it's not just Ubers. It's Mercedes Sprinter vans now. Right. You know, and that's <laughs> yeah. a good feeling. Yeah, that, yeah that's I mean, a good I mean, feeling. I mean, that makes I mean. the traveling experience a lot different, doesn't yeah. it? You yeah, know? yeah. If you go somewhere planning to Uber the whole time, now you got bodyguards and and drivers. It's, it makes it makes going to London hard. Yeah. Again, I'm supposed to take a taxi. It's a taxi. <laughs> can't even spell taxi. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh
0: my word. So many nuggets. Yeah, they're all fire. So I'm going to have good. to go back and re-listen yeah. to this I one.
1: I've it's hardly just like I've hardly talked. every 30 seconds. I've hardly talked. I'm just like listening. Like a- <laughs> you
2: could, I feel like we just started, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This yeah, is, no So like that kind of talking is what I typically think of. That's really what I'm thinking of on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So like what am I up to now? I'm really just focused on creating my own content. I've spent years creating other people's content. When I was a kid who was 13, 12 years old, learning how to edit. Oh, by the way uh Austin asked me what what yeah, editing, so- what editing <laughs> software I use <laughs> oh, yeah. I use Sony Vegas Pro okay yeah. okay I use Sony Vegas there we and go. I have and I have been using Sony this is an ad I have been using <laughs> Sony Vegas since I was 12 years old and I'm currently 23 years old and I still use Sony Vegas wow. all the way from Sony Vegas what was it 14 I had 15 wow I've, I've been on that wow. and hey. um I, I still use it to this day because I know it like the back of my hand. For sure, and I feel that way. I I dig Da Vinci. You know, I've used Premiere. I'm not, in, you know, I'm not ignorant to the other softwares. I know how to use them. Yeah. I just like Sony Vegas, and I'm actually starting to dabble with CapCut. I hate to say it, <laughs> uh... but CapCut's actually great because it has a lot of great features. I'm not gonna make this a whole ad read right now, but you guys should definitely look into that, especially if you're someone who's up and coming. You're for looking sure. for these cheaper it's so much better back then i only had freaking what was it was it Filmora? i don't even think Filmora existed there was another G- one. movie maker yeah but all i had was movie maker i was right. using, i was yeah. making movies and movie maker yep. yeah
0: so <laughs> that's why i feel like everybody yeah, back then that's that's it's like all there really was it, that was free that was. you yeah. know what i mean
2: and it's so crazy to witness the evolution of the game like that we're, we're like turn, right
0: now in the process of switching Starting the process yeah. of potentially switching from Final Cut, which we've used all of us for, well, not, I guess you use Premiere for a little bit, but just a huddle, but primarily Final on, Cut, and all learn. of us. I learned Final Cut first. You learned Final Cut. That's Apple. all we've ever used, but I'm getting sick of it. Honestly, yeah. Resolve, just like, there's so much more you can do in Resolve that you just can't. In I agree. Final Cut. Yeah. So we're like, do we do it? It's a big switch. Like, I get you're, you use what you're familiar with. And honestly, Vegas is probably way more pro. Program than Final Cut is. I've heard it might you know, be it's yeah up there with Avid and all the other like OG like film editing that mm-hmm. people would use for Hollywood blockbuster stuff. But
2: yeah. I think um, Sony Vegas it's just super user friendly. Like mm-hmm. I I genuinely feel just like CapCut. That's why I was able to pick up CapCut so easily because mm-hmm. every software has their own you know nooks and crannies that yeah. you have to learn and pick up. So yeah. like i feel like sony vegas the only thing they don't have and i think they have it in their latest version i don't have the latest version but it's like rotoscoping but that's like the only thing they don't sure. have is like rotoscoping which would make my life a lot easier yeah because <laughs> then you got to open up other applications i'm already using a, a desktop it's just a problem a problem. it's a problem, problem.
0: and he's on a windows computer i'm so, on a windows you computer. know yeah. we got
2: shooting on canon my life is bad you guys- <laughs> 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 hey,
0: helps. still getting flown to Dubai, so, though, so, for yeah, sick hey, projects. So, I mean, five, it can't be that bad. I'm
2: going to spill some extra sauce as if it wasn't already public information already. I made it to Dubai. I made it to Paris. I made it all the way up into that point, right, in my career, running it up on a 5D Mark IV, a used 5D Mark IV. let oh.
0: It's not about the gear. It's
2: That's not right. a just about... And it's a great camera. It's a great yeah, photo yeah, camera. Yeah, the 5D Mark IV
0: still slaps. I, say, I
3: love and the 5D Mark so. II. If, and, if <laughs>
2: and if it didn't have the C-Log, I don't think I would be saying that same situation because sure, sure. mine has C-Log built into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, photos, video, I was running it up on that camera. Did yeah.
0: you ever... Uh, yeah. Were you ever a Magic Lantern? You ever use Magic Lantern? Mm-mm. So magic. that was like you would literally put it on the SD card. This was before the Mark IV. I used it on my 70D. That was my first camera I bought. Yeah. You would put the software on the SD card and it, you could shoot RAW. You could shoot log. Like you could do all of this extra stuff you couldn't do on like generic wow. Canon DSLRs at the time. But yeah, cheat that was like, code. it was a cheat code for it sure. You could shoot, shoot like three seconds of RAW video before it would <laughs> fill up the buffer and you were just, you couldn't do anymore. But wow. it was a thing. But
3: well,
2: I yeah. u- I remember using like flip cameras and stuff yeah. like that. Do you remember right? the little handy The MiVo cam- flips. Yeah, like the, the MiVo flip. Yeah. Like yeah. that was. Yeah. a sick camera for its yeah. time
3: I, used to, I have so yeah. much footage from that still just like on roller coasters <laughs> and just like me and my bros hanging out yeah you know?
2: i think that's such a, a key thing when you're a content creator is documenting yourself yeah, as sure. well because i wish i had some of the videos i used to make when i was young young yeah. like with my cousins like i would make videos on my slide phone and and yeah. i don't remember how but somehow we would chop it up on my slide phone or a flip phone <laughs> somehow we would still be able to chop it up a little uh-huh, bit uh-huh. make skits this was when Vine was a thing, but yeah. I wasn't posting on Vine. Right, uh, right. And I just, that's just such a trip. And I would kill to have those videos right, right now. Right. Like those videos are just so iconic. And just getting into the habit of storing your stuff safely as sure. well, because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <sighs> there has never been a moment where I've considered Ending my career and everything because I've lost footage because yeah. like, because there's a, a hard drive malfunction, so, uh, SSDs, not so much, but even SSDs that'll yep. fucking kill your vibe. It happens. And yeah. it, there's genuinely never been lower points that I've ever felt. Than, yeah. That's like getting stabbed <laughs> in yeah, my heart. Yeah, for sure, dude. Because you spend, that's your life yep. yeah. in front of you and you just, to witness it go, oh, sorry, it's gone now, yeah, in the yeah. cloud, God, right. can't do anything about it guys so yeah. that's
0: happened to you a couple times
2: quite a few times Ooh. and especially when we can it's help like, you with that especially when it's iconic footage yeah dude, like oh my gosh like i can't ever recreate that you know? yeah you can't ever recreate anything but right to lose those moments genuine it genuinely feels like you're stabbing me oh Mark. dude it's like it's like if you if not everyone even values their photo books and photo albums and can we just take a moment to appreciate how fire our kids albums are going oh, oh to yes. be oh my goodness they're going to be so crazy yeah. the most bangers ever yeah, like um, for real. i'm taking all my best baby photos and I'm going to recreate them with my kids but that's besides the point (laughs) way too early to be talking about that stuff
3: no I I have a whole like I had this little like old um, like zipper pouch that has some crazy looking SD cards from like old cameras from from 8 megapixel ones with you know, to even the printed, like, the CD. Like a floppy? Nah, like, no, I don't have floppies. a hundred years old. I'm not that, <laughs> not honest, that right. old. You can only I've one, owned
0: floppies, and I'm younger than you can are, only bro. photo on a floppy. That's true. Like, 50 megabits. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but I have, like, I have uh, mini DVs. I have, like, tapes. I have, like, some... um uh, the other like fatter versions. I don't remember what they're, what they're called, and then I have like actual VHS tapes, like with old skate mm-hmm. footage, and me and the homies, like just it's it's so sick. And I, I did I valued a lot of that as a kid, so I I kept I kept it around, or I made sure like I was the one in charge of it, because I knew if my buddy took the SD card home or whatever, it would be gone yeah. forever. And so I. I have a lot of that stuff for me on tour from me. Like when I was 16, went on a 20 day tour, like eating ramen noodles every day. Like I have that documented. And so so, like, it's pretty dope. And I I think about it all the time. You got to do something with that. Yeah. Like I would love to like use it for something. And there's, I have footage of me like, Hammer drunk on a bunch of drugs. Like, I have my story documented. That's so, so like, sick, um, From me landing cool tricks on skateboards, to me playing instruments, to me high and drunk, to me in LA at an underground rave, like to me, like, worshiping Jesus. Like, right. I mean, I have it all. The and whole so story. It's, That's a whole movie sick. right there that yeah. you have ready to go. I mean, it's just chilling in my basement right now in, in a nice little zipper. It's a Hawaiian little, like, purse bag and it's a little zipper. <laughs> And it's and it's actually tucked into like a old vintage uh Spider-Man lunchbox. Heck yeah. Cause I needed something bigger for the VHS tapes. Right. Mm. But yeah, it's it's all just chilling, just waiting for the day that you know I need to pull it out and yeah. I think make
0: a documentary. Yeah.
2: That's right. Kevin and I were talking about that yesterday. It's like the more we shoot, the more we're losing footage. Like the more we're having problems with like uh and I'm a pretty organized guy, right? Like, sure. When, especially when it comes down to my my data and stuff, I'm very organized with the way I keep everything. Yeah. But he he was right, especially Hawaii. That was a freaking mess. Like, mm. there's a whole 4K clip of me just panicking, like Kevin. I deleted the footage. I don't <laughs> know <laughs> where it is. The SD card. I gotta run. The, I gotta run Dang. the data recovery. Uh, and um, it, those are just genuinely the worst feelings. It's like someone running into your house and just burning your photo albums in front. Yeah. 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 It's like, like what are you gonna do? You can't. Can't ever get those yeah. back. No. Uh, but we were talking feeling? about that. It's just it's it's an important thing. The more we shoot, the more we start to realize we're losing footage, and the more just overwhelming it becomes. That's why like having like huge NAS uh, yeah. storage yep. systems are huge. Like yeah, yeah we get something like thank that.
3: God. Like we've never really had any. One time, crazy. We had one time where we just, one time. just watched a drive just start deleting, oh like because crud- we were using called Sync. Bro, it
0: was the worst day of my life. Yeah, he for was. Sure. He was freaking. Yeah. Out. Thankfully, was thank God, we didn't lose anything that was like. It was one pro- one part of a project. The client was totally fine with it. It was not a big deal, but yeah, it is like my biggest nightmare. Honestly, it's one of the biggest reasons that we're not doing wedding films anymore. Mm. It's because it's it's inevitable. Something's going to happen. Your cards going to corrupt. Mm -hmm. Like we shoot dual card all the time, every time, always redundancies. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's the biggest thing you can do to prevent is like, if you have a a camera with two cards and two card slots and you're not putting two cards in it, like you're you're, what you're asking doing? for it you're yeah. literally asking for it yeah but yeah we built out like 114 terabyte system that has redundancy oh, yeah. that
3: we're stacked it here, gets backed up Visuals. to the cloud yeah. every
0: night so if the whole building burnt down we wouldn't lose a thing so like we That's we take awesome. if you need you know help with that just hit us up yeah, we'll, we'll w- help w- <laughs> you with that for sure <laughs> yeah, we'll
2: be talking for sure yeah yeah <laughs> i need to figure that out for sure
0: but before we go any further let's hit our
3: so this is our favorite segment uh which you've already encouraged the crap out of us on this pod but uh woody um for our listeners Mm -hmm. what is there something that you would just share with them that would encourage them um lift them up if they're feeling like they're down in their solopreneur journey or their business journey or uh just life in general life
0: before you start you put this on the, on the form. And I think this could tie into your encouragement. Cause yeah. you said you wanted to talk about no matter if you live in a small city, big city, like yeah. not living somewhere cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in the Midwest, yeah. we feel like we're not able to, you know, create cause of we're limited to where we're at. Yeah. So you don't have to go along those lines, but maybe give some encouragement just kind of along those lines that we all have a set of unique advantages and how to leverage those.
2: Yeah, I'll piggyback off of that. This is also the this is the twenty third lesson in that twenty third twenty three lessons I learned. We'll
0: link it below. You better put it out before we put this podcast out. There you go. We're keeping you accountable. Okay.
2: Um, (laughs) Better get to work. Yeah. Um, Two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So really, what it is is I've been so fortunate to have these opportunities where I travel the world, and I really get to have. I used people used to say, "Oh, you you're worldwide." But now that I've been to Dubai, Paris, and a couple other places, I'm like, okay, I'm officially worldwide. I'm wearing the merch everywhere I go. Yeah. Wah, 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 so, wah, wah, wah. so now I, I start to come, every time I come back home, I come back with a fresh pair of eyes for everything, for the people, yeah. mm. for the scenery, mm. buildings that I never noticed were there on I-80 that I drive on every day. Mm. Wow. So like coming back with that fresh perspective is super refreshing and super necessary for a lot of local creatives, especially when you don't live somewhere epic and you can't just, you know, drive from LA to Vegas and be right. in different places like that. Yep. Um, And especially coming from Colorado originally, I just want to encourage everybody like there is beauty everywhere you go. First of all, especially if you're a creative, there's beauty everywhere. Mm-hmm. I found some of the most beautiful and my most favorite places in Nebraska. So yep. like, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not just about the scenery. It's about the people you're around and the vibes you're able to create. Yep. How can you capture where you are right now, the best you can. So don't, and, and nowadays, the internet makes things so much smaller. I always tell people it's a bit it's a small world. Uh, it's a small world. The internet just makes it smaller, mm. and and that is so true. There's wow. been people I've come across in the airports, in public that I know or follow me on Instagram, yeah, yeah. and I've never met them a day in my life right. in other places, and that that is that's, now, that's a surreal feeling. Yeah, bro. that's crazy. And so if I can do that, and I'm from Nebraska, there's no really there's no reason why you can't impact people outside of your city or state mm. as well. Yeah. yeah, let alone country so and taking the advantage to go travel other places i think you really gain an appreciation for where you're from especially if you come from a small place if you come from a small city mm-hmm. if you take trips often for or sure. not even often if you just get a good garner a perspective for the places yeah, around you for yeah. sure like if you're from nebraska and you've never been to california never been to new york never been to florida yeah you're definitely missing out mm-hmm. you can go to washington washington's great you can go to you know you can go a, bu- a list of other places, but if you're not experiencing drastic other ways of living mm-hmm. in terms of in in our country, yeah, then you're really you're for you're permitting yourself from an experience of understanding the and appreciating what Omaha has to offer. For sure, yeah. Yeah. there's a reason why if you ask people here, especially the average suburban dad, they're like, "Well, why do why do you live here? It's a great place to raise a family." That's right. what you'll hear here all the time. It's right. a great place time. to raise a family, and I, I guess I could attest to that as well, but. You're not going to appreciate Omaha for what it is if you haven't been other places. Sure. I've been around the world and back and I'm still saying to this day that I want to retire. I want to live in Nebraska. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's in the cards for me, I believe. I like Florida, I like other places. I want to I like yeah. the idea of being able to bounce around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really do see Omaha being the prime spot to be in because yes, yeah. and it's only going to grow, which is crazy yep. to think about. Uh, yeah. But in general, wherever you live, if you live in a small town in Idaho, Ohio, Nebraska, Oklahoma, wherever you're from, just keep in mind that you need to leverage everything that you have in front of you. If we're talking, if we're talking in a, um, in a practical standpoint, you need to leverage the internet. Internet. I've made 99% of my connections through the internet. For sure. I meet a lot of people in person. I've spoken to a lot of people in person. A lot of people, I like to make sure people see my face, know my face, know my, what I'm like in person, Mm -hmm. but I also leverage the internet. So leverage your relationships, reach out to people, and never hesitate to put out your own stuff. Keep putting out your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a matter of staying relevant. It's just a matter of putting your stuff out consistently. Showing people that you're still working. You're you're yeah. pursuing something. Yeah. So let's go. Just keep going. I can keep going. Why do you it's love awesome. Omaha? I love Omaha for a lot of different reasons. A I couple think, of them. A lot of food. food. <laughs> <A> lot. <laughs> the food is fire. There is a lot of good restaurants around here. A lot of good holes in the wall, too. Yeah. But... Um, I love I love the space out here, right? You go, if you're from somewhere like California, my dad's side of the family's from California. I was just mm. in California seeing them. And my mom's side's from like Texas and Colorado. Okay. So I've just been in, in urban cities and I've also been in non-urban cities. Mm, yeah. So I just appreciate the space. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know what it's like to own a house and actually have yard space between you and your, between you and your neighbor. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, like people don't know what that's like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or sharing mailboxes all uh-huh. the time and yeah. things like that. And- Another thing I like is just the overall kindness, the Midwestern sweetness that you'll find here yeah. in general. Yeah. Driving, someone's picking up their mail in their mailbox, you can just give them one of these or give them a little wave, they'll wave back. Yeah. You know, it's nothing crazy. I like that about Hawaii too, is everyone throws up a little shaka. Yeah, you know, it's let's like go. that's a great way of communicating, you know, just kindness and and um mm. and generosity. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, sure. Um that and I like that it's not a big city. I can actually I'll take that back. The next thing is 15 minutes. I have a I have a caveat for when I book shoots in Omaha. I was like, you have a fifteen minute wait limit after our designated times. If you're supposed to show up at six thirty. You have until 6.45 to be there. Mm-hmm. If you, if I'm generous, I'll wait maybe till 7. Yeah. But you have until 6.45 to be there because mm-hmm. I know dang well you can get anywhere <laughs> in this city <laughs> in 15 minutes. Right, right. All right. If you get on the highway 15 minutes, you'll be downtown. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's something I like is you can go downtown and not be overwhelmed by downtown. Yeah, yeah. You go sure. to downtown New York, you're in it. Like, uh, there's yeah, yeah. no, yeah, there, you're in An it. hour to get you can't in, an hour to admi- get out. You can't just admire it from there. an hour to park. yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't, sure. You can't even park. You right. bought a car? Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you bring your car? Yeah, Yeah. No, kidding. Yeah, so I really appreciate that. And you can appreciate what a city should feel like without being too crowded. For sure. Yeah. And it's only going to get bigger, but I, it's not going to grow like a New York's pace in five right. years. Yeah. Right? yeah, for sure. I That attracts me. Um, yeah.
0: Love it's that. Good. Yeah, I love just other creators that are planted here. That has been a big just core value of ours since the beginning is mm-hmm. we... We didn't want to be the creatives that once you, you know, hashtag make it, like you move to LA because that's what everybody does. We wanted to be the people that help foster that culture of creativity here in Omaha. There's a lot of really talented creatives like yourself in Omaha. And there's a lot of really great companies. We have the highest, I think the highest number of Fortune 500 companies per capita of any US city. I could be just pulling that out of my butt, but I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) a real thing. It was true at one point, um, but like- for being as small of a city as it is, there's yeah. so much opportunity. Yeah. And there's not like the competition you find in these bigger metros either, which is really nice. So yeah, it's yeah. I can't believe we haven't honestly connected before this. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. But
2: and, and that's what I'm saying, is like we've been able to witness each other's work for yeah. since however long I've been doing for sure. this for mm-hmm. damn near. So um yeah. and you're right. It, there's not just space literally but there's also space to grow and build 100 build businesses build yeah. you know brands whatever yeah and being based here i think is honestly the real flex the flex isn't going and making it and moving to la like 100%. you said yeah the flex is doing it all and being based in nebraska mm. yeah wow. Yeah. It's it's more expensive to live other places, right? but you can live here and just travel for work if that's yeah. what you mm-hmm. need to do. Take those flights. Especially if you're someone like me who, some people view that as a hassle. I really enjoy the process. I right. like, yeah. do. Yeah. I'm like a kid in a candy yeah. store. when You're I'm young, the single. Like you, sure.
0: you can do that. Yeah, right. exactly.
2: Yeah. And I think it's the big key is just enjoying that aspect and understanding that I don't need to move. I did have that mindset. Like I did want to go somewhere else. I know for a fact I could, I could 5X where I'm at right now in yeah. business if I just moved to a city like Atlanta if I move to a place like Florida mm-hmm. you know any any popping city yeah. Chicago yep. even back to Colorado I've com- contemplated but like sure. I really enjoy the fact that I'm based in Nebraska uh-huh. yeah and it also limits the access you have if I lived in LA and anyone could talk to me and meet me anywhere in, in California that's not the same as okay I need to fly Woody out from Nebraska or yeah. I need to come to Nebraska yeah mm-hmm. To me, that's the real power. That's the leverage in the yeah, situation. Sure. And that, yeah. that's a huge benefit. And it's fun to say that you're flying to these places and you're, you're conducting business outside of Omaha. Because yeah. right? that also helps build and establish credibility for your brand and business in your in your city. Yep. 100%. For and sure. Th-
3: honestly, dude, like a big passion of ours was to raise the bar of creativity in the Midwest. You know, you get that that kind of like, we're almost like the joke. We're the flyover state we're the or the flyover mm-hmm. area. You know, people don't really mm-hmm. like, talk about omaha like that or the artists or the bands like we have a couple bands that have been from here but like it's not like minneapolis it's not like you know all these other bigger cities that are around us and so um when we first started we were like let's just get really good at what we do and stay here so Mm -hmm. that there's really good things here and and people even in kansas city i mean like people that have been coming up in like crushing down there like they've moved to LA it's like there and I get it I mean if you're gonna produce movies or shows or you know working with Netflix or whatever um you gotta like again you gotta travel but you can still be based out of Omaha yeah, yeah. and I think it's not the in, end they, all be all like moving somewhere like LA I actually moved to LA I hated it it yeah. was I worked at Jimmy Kimmel Live and I was mm-hmm. like meeting famous people every day and like I did I, you realize I, how evil a bro, lot of it is a lot of you, it is evil. You walk down Hollywood Boulevard at, like, 11.45 at night mm-hmm. after, like, people had a few drinks in them, and, bro, it's, like, the darkest place ever. Like, mm-hmm. there's homeless people walking down the street. They're, like, convulsing and, like, mm-hmm. possessed and messed up on meth and drugs, and, I mean, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's the, the city, place.
2: It's the city of angels for a reason. Yeah. It, and, yeah.
3: Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I you're good. Off. I was just saying, I quite literally wanted to die being in that city, and so... <laughs> yeah. Like, praise God, I didn't,
2: but for sure, I think going on tour and stuff like during that area of my life, all I wanted to do was go on tour. All I wanted to do was be involved in for shows sure. I had shot over like a dozen concerts for like popping artists, yeah, I had a portfolio, so like all I wanted to do was go to l a or be somewhere popping and just you know get my name out there, work with big artists, yeah, and then I really started to grasp the fact, thank God before I even moved there was. Like a lot of this stuff is satanic. Like yeah. the music is satanic. Right. Like it's it's meant to pull you away and distract you from God. For yeah. sure. I, I saw this quote recently, and I know it's been. I think I might have heard it before, but it really. It just. I heard it recently, and it was. Um, the devil doesn't need to destroy you to win. Yeah. To win, the de- the devil doesn't need to destroy you. He just needs to distract. Mm. Hundred yeah. percent. And I'm like, that's hundred percent when mu- a lot of this um, secular music is. Yeah. Yes. Is it's meant to distract you? One hundred. It's not just what they're saying. It's not just what they're worshiping in their music. Mm-hmm. It is that. Yeah. But it's also it's distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Again, consuming that silence in 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 the room. A yeah. lot of people aren't comfortable with uh, sitting in silence with themselves yeah. and creating those organic thoughts. Yeah. It's a lot of these seeds are being planted through secular uh, secular music. Yeah. And when you realize a lot of it is devil worshiping, especially nowadays, they make it blatant. They don't want to, they don't even even care. They don't care. I remember back in the day, you know, they would blur it out when a girl was wearing a bikini. Now bikinis are like nothing and and shoots and stuff like that. And it's just, we live in a very different time and era and people are a lot more blatant with what they support and what they condone. And that's why I find it important. That's why I listen to the lo-fi beats and kind of music that I listen to. There's literal, there's literal frequencies and types of things you could listen to to, you know, elevate your mindset yeah. and things, yeah, sure, and things sure. of this nature. We're not ready for that type of <laughs> um, um But all of that is to take into consideration. Movies, yeah. TV, music, yeah. clothing. That's you know, yeah, a silly saying, but YouTube. Uh,
3: garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. what you consume, your mind, what your eyes see, yep. what you're hearing.
2: Lesson number 16, your input is your output. That's there a you fact. go. Wow. Yeah. For food, what you eat. Yeah, you're 100%. you're genuinely, you're actually consuming energy, yep, yeah. a life source yeah. that you're consuming. Yeah. You're inputting. It. So what are you outputting? Yeah. I'm inputting this pizza, fries, milkshake. I'm outputting Lethargic, mm. you know, depression. I'm feeling all these different thoughts all For because sure. of your input, your yep. initial input. 100%. So yeah. people need to master their diet. Mm-hmm. 90 or something percent of majority of your serotonin is produced in your gut. Mm-hmm. And when people want to trust their gut and have a healthy body, healthy mind, uh-huh. you can't trust it without a healthy gut. Preach it. Mm. Wow. That's great. So, and. I'm not the originator of these thoughts, but it's the, it's, <laughs> sure. it's it's sharing the yeah. gospel it's sharing yeah. the understanding that people can't have and live healthy lifestyles and have healthy mindsets if you're not taking care of your For sure. actual health what yeah. are you eating yep. mm-hmm. what are you are you exercising right. are you sleeping well? Sleep yeah. is a huge factor huge. Yeah. especially when you're editing and you you're crank. You're focused in, locked in for four hours at the desk, and you mm-hmm. haven't moved an inch. And it's eleven or one p. One a.m. at night. Yeah. You need to sleep. You just got blasted with blue light for the past mm-hmm. six hours. Yep. Like all these things affect your health, and that's why I feel like it's especially hard as a content creator mm-hmm. to really keep your health on uh, on check, especially when you're traveling. Yeah. So you really have to. Be on top of your game, and and it all starts with understanding. Because you can't blame people who don't understand or don't right. know. Right, yeah. right. Ignorance is truly bliss. Yeah. I wish I didn't know any of this. Right. <laughs> I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't know tap water was bad for me. I wish yeah. I didn't know they were putting all this stuff in the food. I wish yeah. I know I did all of this stuff. Right, right. And now that I know, I'm I had to make the decision. Am I someone who's gonna act out of ignorance and arrogance Mm -hmm. now knowing this new information Uh or am I going to be the type of person who makes the change and that's what I decided to be is the type of person who makes a change
3: I think we're going to see a really big influx we already have but of that generation even me I'm 10 years older than you but that I'm living that same way of like Mm -hmm. you know my wife and I got crazy filters in our house to make our water good and we got all these things that we're caring for because we're recognizing that whatever we're doing right now is going to affect our children Mm -hmm. and their children's children and and what we're doing um in our bodies we're passing on to our, our children. And so I don't want my kids sure. to have gut problems. I don't want them to feel like they, you know, like need to crave certain things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's crazy, but it's cool. And it's encouraging for me being 10 years ahead of you, knowing that you're, you know, learning this stuff and you're caring for it because it is important. It's important yeah. for for you right now and your business. And it's important, uh, as you carry yourself and then have children and, and build a family, um, it's yeah, it's great. It's what I
2: become in. It's be, it's what I become passionate about now. Yeah, like now with this understanding and you know learning from the people I've learned from, I'm starting to become more passionate. Just like if you, one would become passionate sharing the gospel, I really just want to preach like what I'm learning and just share yeah. my and document my experiences. So that's kind of just where everything I'm doing is heading now. It's just putting yeah. things out on YouTube, being cons- consistent on socials with my own content, and just holding myself to that type yeah. of standard. Yeah, it's so, awesome, man. Yeah, I love it. Well, we've been recording for a good minute now. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought we were yeah. cut a lot sooner. I'm happy we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I appreciate you guys. You uh it's you a got a
1: lot of wisdom for a 23-year-old, so <laughs> for sure. we appreciate you sharing that
2: with us. I appreciate you guys. With our
1: listeners. Yeah. Thanks for making the time to to come here and and uh talking into this stuff so thank you guys for the um,
2: opportunity i appreciate it yeah
1: yeah where where can we find you on social where can they find you if they don't already know
2: just google woody's media if you can't find me i'm not doing my job enough so (laughs) there you go you guys can look me up support the website i need to do my i I need to work on my website it's great i just i don't have any management from my website so i need to run like keywords and all yeah 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 Yeah, Woody's Media. If you just click on the website, scroll for five seconds, that'll help there the you boy go. out. You know? Yeah, a <laughs> yeah. hey,
1: uh, do you sell that merch anywhere? Or no,
2: the merch is not available. You guys see it? I've been yeah. rocking it, world, to, coast to coast, world around the world. <laughs> yeah. But um, the merch is coming soon. I keep telling people this, and I've been getting a lot of compliments on the crew neck. So yeah, I sick. actually meant to get a bunch of samples made that were black, but the my. These are made in Nebraska, made in Yo. the U.S. I'm happy to say this. This ain't no Gildan, okay? This is that <laughs> top-tier independent trading co. Let's go. Made nice. in Nebraska, yeah, yeah, yeah. partnered with businesses in Nebraska. That's yeah, how that's, I like to do things. I don't want cool. that made-in-China stuff. Y'all, y'all going to pay an extra buck for that, too, by the way. But <laughs> the the merch isn't out yet. It will be out soon. Let me know if you, in the comments below. Do you guys dig the crew neck? Do you guys, what kind of colors do you guys want to see? Yeah. Let me know what colors you want to like see. I like the seafoam green. Yeah, it's yeah, sick. That's this is, nice. a I think... I think he called this like peppermint or something, but uh, it's fine. See if I'm to it's, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's peppermint. <laughs> it's peppermint. I really dig this one. I had yeah. some white hoodies made. I have nice. uh, I'm a, am like I wanna have a bunch of white tees printed and just give those out for free. Like uh-huh. just give uh, a bunch of t shirts oh, yeah. everywhere I, get, I go. And I then yeah. some stickers. Um, but yeah, merch will be coming soon, y'all. Nice. Uh hoodies, crew necks. Let me know what you would prefer first. Would you want the crew necks or should I drop the crew necks and the hoodies? Let, you, there let you me go. know. Let me know. Let
1: the people decide. Click that. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Woody. Thanks for being here,
2: man. <laughs> Thank you guys. I Thanks, appreciate bro. it. Nice. Boom. We did it,
0: man! What an amazing episode that with really Woody. Good. So many nuggets. Uh, honestly, all the nugs. I wish I was that mature at twenty three. Same. Same. I was hammered, drunk I'd be at twenty three. So much further <laughs> along right oh, now. Dude, I was
3: so messed up. Probably. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh like, wow! What time is it right now? At awesome. twenty
1: three, I don't think I even picked up camera yet.
0: I mean, it's afternoon on a Friday, so oh, probably. I was for sure gone. So- <laughs> yep. <laughs> blackout. Yep. Nice. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> thanks for. <laughs> I mean, we should probably just keep that in there. Yeah, We're honestly,
3: I love Jesus now. Yeah. And I don't drink alcohol nearly as much or at <laughs> all. So, yeah, praise God. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for salvation yep. and conviction. Yep. But actually, if there's
0: anyone listening to this right now that is thinking, wow, guys, I haven't given my life to Jesus. I, <laughs> you can. I could be kind of serious. I should be.
3: Yeah, you should. I was kind of
0: joking, but then I'm like, actually though. Here's the thing that what
3: Austin's trying to say is if your life sucks really bad Mm -hmm. and you do not know the Lord, Mm -hmm. you can give your life to Jesus and your life will literally be completely changed. 180, 100%. Your your health, your finances, your relationships, Mm -hmm. your friendships, your marriage, your kids, everything gets better with Jesus. It doesn't just magically become all better, but there's a massive... Uh, but beautiful journey that you can take with him by yeah. just saying, Jesus, I accept you as mm-hmm. my Lord and Savior and uh, and and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. yeah um, he will stick by your side yep. for anything, through anything, through any yep. hardship and uh, your life will, I promise you, will be forever changed for the better. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here we're lightly joking about how I'd be hammered drunk, you know ten years ago. Yep. I would have been. Um, and my life was super depressing and I hated my life. I wanted to die multiple times a day. I drank by myself and till blackout and then passing out, waking up with a bottle of vodka in my hand by myself, nobody by my side, no friends, no girlfriend, no parents, nothing. Mm -hmm. And, and it was really, really dark not to go super down there, but I met Jesus and my life got wrecked and it was the best decision of my whole life. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make that, you definitely can. You just say, Jesus, I accept you into my heart and you are Lord. And uh, we just will be praying and we believe that today is a new day for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are gonna go and do amazing things with your life because that's what God's plan is for mm-hmm. your life. Amen. Come Amen. on.
0: Well, Let's thanks. Go. We weren't planning on doing that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad we did. <laughs> yeah, um, same. Because God is good. So yeah. Yeah. Amen. thanks Someone for listening. Yep, absolutely. Um, if you want to follow along with uh, other episodes of the podcast uh, you can find us on any podcast platform The Glory Boys Podcast yeah. Yeah. Um, make sure to leave us a rating especially if you're on Apple Podcasts which 99% of you are give us a 5 star rating we love to, yeah. to hear that if you have any feedback you can email it to us um, instead of leaving a, a bad review but yeah. uh, we love to hear your feedback and yeah. uh, thanks so much if you want to check us out on social media you can find us at The Glory Boys Podcast I actually don't know what our all of our <laughs> handles are Yes. I'm not on Trev, TikTok or Instagram. So Trev, where take can you away. find our podcast on social media? You can
1: find it at the Glory Boys Pod on Instagram. Ah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> at the Glory Boys Podcast on TikTok. I don't know why we did that. Because so the Glory stupid.
0: Boys Pod was taken. was taken. It was taken. Oh, yeah, on that's Instagram. So stupid.
1: I, oh, on Instagram, yeah. It was so taken. should
3: we have done TikTok as this the Glory Boys Pod? Probably. I don't know. Can we change it? That's my maybe. View. I don't. Yeah. Maybe hey, let us can. know in the comments if we know what we're doing. You can just
0: probably search the Glory Boys. You'll find us. And it'll Don't probably worry. be one of the top results. No, it's though. like,
3: yeah. no, those, this band comes up like something, some guy and the Glory Boys, if you just do the Glory Boys. So do gl- uh, the Glory Boys podcast. Um, yeah. We're getting there, SEO, you know. It's, yeah, you know, there we we're go. Getting
1: there, the yeah, we're, you'll we're, find us. We're
3: digging in.
0: And we also have a video production company that, you know, kind of feeds all of this. And so that's called Glory Visuals. If you want to find us anywhere, you can just search Glory Visuals at Glory Visuals on any social media platform. We kept that one nice and simple for you. Yeah, we did.
3: (laughs) We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are truly the reason and the inspiration for this podcast Mm -hmm. and we do it for you. We love you guys. We'll see you in the next one. See you in there. Uh... See you guys.